When a woman is pregnant, it's traditional for someone close to her, normally, you know, maybe her mother or a good friend, to throw a party, to invite others, to have a baby shower, when gifts are showered on this child. And normally you invite, you know, friends, neighbors, people that you know, family members, to come and be part of this festive occasion of bringing gifts in preparation for this child. Well, God did something very similar. God the Father did something very similar for his son, except he did things a little differently. Instead of inviting friends, family, neighbors, he decided that he was going to invite strangers, foreigners, to come and to bring gifts to his son and to his son's family. This is what we're celebrating today on this solemnity of the Epiphany, when these gifts were brought to the Lord from the Magi. And I think it brings something up to us, too, as we're contemplating this great mystery of the Epiphany, this revelation of the Lord to the Gentiles, to foreigners, to strangers, about how you and I are welcoming strangers people who are, you know, very different from us, how are you welcoming them into your life? You know, God wanted this whole notion of welcoming strangers to be part of the incarnation of his son, his son becoming flesh, right from the very beginning. This says a lot about us, who've been baptized into the body of Christ. Uh, It says a lot about how this is a priority to God, and it brings up this question about welcoming strangers in our own lives. You see, we have a bit of a challenge when it comes to welcoming strangers, outsiders, right? So you're raised and taught about this thing called stranger danger, you know, and you hear these different reports of people and neighborhoods seeing what they, people who they view of as being strange looking, walking through their neighborhoods and calling the police on them, not liking certain people, maybe certain ethnicities or people that dress in certain ways in their neighborhoods. It's all this stuff about strangers. Uh, and however, you know, this, is, this whole stranger danger thing is not something that's new, of course. It goes way, way back. People in the church have struggled with this, of course. You know, you think about one of the great early controversies of the church was this whole notion of bringing Gentiles, bringing non-Jewish people into the church. This was foreign to them. This was repulsive to many. It was so scandalous, it caused such an uproar, so much divisiveness, that the leaders in the church decided to call together a council to discuss this. How are we going to do this? What are we going to do about this? It's not easy inviting strangers into your life, people that you don't know. But this is very much part of the Christmas message. This is very much part of the message of who we are. So how do you do this? How do you open yourself to strangers. How do you do what the Holy Family did that we're celebrating today, welcoming these, these odd people into their home that they never saw before? It helps to consider your identity as a member of the Catholic Church. This is very much part of who we are. This is very much a part of what we're about, what we're about Um, our very identity, the core of who we are. Think about our history as the people of God. Think about how God set up relationships, covenants, 
and what he did this for. You know, think about to the very first covenant they made with Adam and Eve. It was just two people, right? This married couple. That's where it all began. However, it quickly moved forward. The next one was with Noah. And the covenant with Noah was not just a married couple, but it was also Noah's children and his children's husbands and wives. You know, it was the in-laws. I know some families have a little bit of difficult time welcoming in-laws fully into the family. So we see this taking place in this covenant with Noah, between God and Noah. But, you know, it didn't stop there with this extended family. Others would need to be brought in. Other strangers, outsiders, need to be brought into the family. Do you see it getting bigger with the covenant with Abraham? Remember, Abraham, you know, we read that it was not just a married couple, not just a family, but a tribe even. We read in the scripture that there were uh, 300 men, fighting men, with, with, that was part of Abraham's tribe, all of whom were circumcised, all of whom were made part of the covenant people. These strangers, these outsiders, 300 of them. And then it gets bigger than that even. Remember uh, Moses, this is the next big covenant that God entered into through Moses with the people of God when they, he brought them out of slavery in Egypt. The scripture says that they left Egypt as a mixed multitude. What does that mean, a mixed multitude? That means it wasn't just Jewish people. It wasn't just children of Abraham. It was, it was Egyptians too, these foreigners, these strangers who were being grafted into the people of God as a mixed multitude. And then the next covenant, you know, with David and his son Solomon, it went from just, you know, a nation to a kingdom, multiple uh, nations coming together. And even beyond that, remember when Solomon built the temple, he added a section specifically for outsiders, specifically for strangers. It was called the court of the Gentiles. Those who the Lord was working on, who was, he was calling to himself, there was a place for them at the temple. So you see ex- this, this family expanding ever more, bringing in all these strangers, these outsiders into the family. And then, of course, our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who started the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. It got even bigger. You know why it was called Catholic? It started being called Catholic within about a, the first hundred years or so. By We have evidence going back to about 102, the year 102. So that it was called Catholic. Why was it called Catholic? It's because, you know, all these, it was a, a family, a body of men and women, black and white, slave and free, rich and poor. All these strange people that were all coming together. That's what the word Catholic means. All these diverse groupings of, of people. That's our identity. That's who we are. To be Catholic means to, you know, be welcoming all these strange people. Just look at the people sitting next to you, you know? So this is what it means to be Catholic, uh, to, to welcome these outsiders, these foreigners, these foreigners into the family of God. This is part of our identity. This is where it begins. If you're working on growing in this whole notion of welcome, we're celebrating today in the, in the Feast of the Epiphany, the Solemnity of the Epiphany. It starts with realizing who you are, what we're about, your story as a member of the Catholic Church. That's where it starts. However, you know, it doesn't mean that that's where it stops. You know, uh, the second place where it goes, it means that 
Uh, you need to grow into this virtue of being welcoming, of being open to others, of, of designing your time, your finances, all these things so that others are welcome. It doesn't mean you need to go out there and chase people down and, you know, hey, come to my house. You know, I'm trying to be hospitable. No, no, no. Uh, look at the Holy Family and the wise men that came to them. They didn't chase them down. They didn't go out and look for them and find them. Well, you could do that, I suppose, but... No, God is already at work. He was working on these, the Magi, calling them to himself. There are people out there who he is already working on. He simply uh, is waiting for you to make space in your life, to open up yourself, to be ready to receive them. This is what the Holy Family did. They were ready to receive them. Think what they did with the shepherds. You know, they, these are, this is not foreigners. These are not strangers per se. They might have been a little strange, but uh, they welcomed them into their home in the middle of the night. That is hospitality. Someone comes knocking on your door in the middle of the night. Just after you've given birth. Usually it's a very private time for a family, right? And yet this is this lavish hospitality. They're welcoming them. So they had been practicing this virtue and so when these strange people, these non-Jewish people, these Gentiles, these magi came to them, they were ready. They had been creating space. They welcomed them. They had been practiced up. This is a question for you and for me. You know, are you uh, creating space in your own life for strangers, for outsiders? Are you uh, working to create space you know, here in the, at the community of St. James? Are we creating space for, you know, for old people, for single people, for poor people, for neurodiverse people, people with like autism or ADHD or Downs? Or, you know, what about others, people that maybe have issues and problems with the teachings of the church? Maybe our Protestant brothers and sisters or those who identify as having various different sexual attractions, you know? Are we making space and uh, welcoming them here in the church? You know, are we cultivating that hospitality, that openness to strangers, to people who are different, with different morals, different ways of thinking, different ways of being and living? So that's the second step is kind of creating space in your own life, in your own parish for these strangers. The third thing that I would recommend uh, is what can you do here and now? What are some little easy things that you can do to cultivate uh, hospitality in your own life, welcoming to strangers? You know, one thing that you could do when you go to Mass, I see people doing it here today actually, is it has to do with where you sit. So one of the most hospitable things, it's an easy, easy, quick thing you can do to practice hospitality uh, is when you go to Mass, is to come and to sit in the, in the front, the first few rows, those rows that nobody wants to be in. Because why? Because, well, everybody sees you, right? They see you when you stand or when you forget to stand or sit, you know, or uh, it's kind of the awkward. Everybody likes the, the nice, comfortable seat in the back. And, uh, and that makes sense, right? So one of the most hospitable things that you can do, especially if this is your home parish, is to sit up front. 
you know, to allow those spaces in the back for guests, for people who are new to the community, so they can be comfortable and not be in front of everybody. That's an easy way to exercise hospitality in your community, in your parish. Uh, another way, another baby step, something that you can do, is to look at yourself and how you are being open to the hospitality of others. You know, uh, going to other people's houses, going to events that are hosted, maybe here at St. James or other places. It's a little bit awkward, right, to go to somebody's house who you don't know real well or to come to a new event or to be a new person. You know, it, you have to adjust your time. It's much easier to sit at home and, and read a book or catch up on all the things that you're, you're running behind on. But to practice being open to the hospitality of others, to come to events and things, this is a great, you know, first step, first way to start with yourself. Maybe you feel a little awkward, you know, maybe you're not very good at small talk and engaging with people. You know, and these are all ways to, little baby steps, you know, starting with being open to the hospitality of others. Uh, and then moving beyond that to others, you know, some people say, well, you know, no, People don't call me. They don't check up on me. They don't, I don't get invited to things. You know, I've heard some people say, why do I always have to be the one to initiate? You know, why do I have to be the one to, to invite? This is our calling. This is who we are. This is part of your priesthood, baptized into the body of Christ, to invite others into this body, to call them on the phone. And so picking up the phone, inviting people to Mass, inviting people to events, dropping an email, a text message, reaching out to people, offering hospitality to others. Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. Let's get to know each other better. Uh, let's get together. These are all opportunities for going beyond yourself, reaching out to others, living out that identity, part of who you are. You know, and maybe um, as you're growing in this virtue of hospitality, going a little further, maybe even opening your house, your home to people, and you might think to myself, well, I don't really have a very good home. It's not really, it's not really good for guests and stuff. You know, it's just dirty or I got dogs or I got this husband that says weird things or wife or whatever, kid or who knows. So <laughs> don't worry about all of that. Um, you know, you want to get your house clean. That's also a, uh, an outward showing of hospitality. But things don't have to be perfect. Look at the Holy Family. Look at how they exercise hospitality. They were a poor family. They didn't have much. You know? And yet, here they are welcoming these elites of society, these magi, these very wealthy people who had money for travel and to give lavish gifts. They welcomed them into their home. Was it a little embarrassing? Probably. But they did it anyway. Do it anyway. Welcome people. Even if it's a little hard or a little awkward, even if you do it badly, Follow the example of the Holy Family. Say yes to outsiders. No, we can help you with this here at St. James. We're always looking for places to host things, people's houses to host things at. Uh, you know, um, prayer and potluck. We have a thing coming up called um, uh, soup and stations for Stations of the Cross. Different things, different opportunities. You could even start things. Get, to, get a men's gathering together or a women's gathering together. Hey, Father, I'd like to do such and such. Be happy to help you with that, to grow in this virtue of hospitality. You know, uh, 
welcoming people that perhaps you know a little bit, eventually working your way up to strangers, people that you don't know quite as well. But this is what we're called to, especially today, on this solemnity of the Epiphany. This is the Christmas message. Our Lord came into this world, came into this, came amongst these strangers, and then he called them to himself to be part of who he was. This is our identity. This is part of our story as Catholics, part of who we are. Uh, so trust in the Lord, make space in your own life for others, and then to begin practicing in little ways, little baby steps, ways of practicing hospitality, of welcoming others, of welcoming especially strangers, those who were specifically commanded. Remember, the Bible says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have even entertained angels. When you welcome especially strangers, you welcome those that God himself has sent. Uh, and so, as with all the anxieties, all the awkwardness, it's hard. Say yes to the Lord. Welcome him into your home in the stranger. Just as the Holy Family welcomed the Magi into their home. That God may be glorified. Amen.